Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bad End, episode 57. Uh, I think that's how old my dad is. So, dad, if you're listening, it's the, great to have you. Uh, I'm joined, as always, <laughs> by my my two co-hosts, uh, Katie McCarthy from US Gamer. Hi. Thank you for having me, as always. Oh, yeah, it's great to have you. On, I <laughs> thank mean, it's you. Thanks, every, every time. Uh, and also, Josh Calixto of Rolling Stone uh, slash Glixel, Kotaku, Basically, anywhere people are talking about Hearthstone, your boy Josh mm-hmm. is there. What's up? What's up? Uh, it's me. Guys, I feel like I don't know what it is. I'm so excited about this episode because I'm trying a new thing with video games. Oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay this down and I want you guys <laughs> to respond. Okay. 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 Um, I'm trying to do this thing where I play games I already have. What? Yeah. No. No. Isn't that insane? Like this feels backlog? like opening for a stand-up set. Yeah, like I feel like for a long time when I got a job, I was just buying new games to like support the developers, which like definitely you should do. Um, but I've just been like playing stuff that I got. And also, it's crazy because some of the stuff I've been playing, I've only had for like two weeks. So this is a very new strategy. But like, so much shit just came out, and I'm so tempted to buy like all of it. Um. But I'm not. I'm just playing stuff I've already got. So, hmm. do you guys um, have any thoughts? No, it's an interesting thing to bring <laughs> up there. Playing games you already have. You know, we we discussed last week the the old humble bundle game sitting on your <laughs> digital shelf, <laughs> rotting into oblivion. And to be honest, out a majority of my games are that. So I kind of do. You know, oh, you're already I do on look this beat. back at my old games. It's just. I think for me, what's more important than playing games I already have is like playing games that I actually want to fucking play. And um, usually those games are not are, you know, if I haven't played a game, it's because like I haven't really felt like it or something like that. Um, and it, it's hard for me to like stoke up the desire to play those games when they're just like sitting in my Steam backlog. And I, I just realize like I'm not that interested in those games. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you're pretty good about playing video games in general. So I think your strategy is working. Sorry, Katie. Oh, I was going to say, I actually feel like I was doing this recently, the playing games I didn't think I would ever get to thing. Because I recently got a Switch Lite, right? And I got it right before I went on this big vacation because I just got back from Alaska. And I was like, I'm going to play some games in my backlog rather than buying a new game. So my original plan is like, I'm going to get Divinity Original Sin 2 and I'm going to start that on my vacation on the flight. And then I saw it was like $50 or something. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to get nah. to any original sin too <laughs> right now. Uh, because I feel like that's probably going to go on sale eventually. And I'm not like, there's not like a need for me to play that right now. You know, it's like something I want to get to and give a chance eventually. But I was like, now is not the time. It's like, it's not speaking to me right now. So I just like re-downloaded a bunch of games from my base switch or whatever um, to play on the flight. Uh, and I like started going through stuff. Like I played like a little bit a minute, um, didn't click with me. <laughs> and then I played a little bit of the missing and that game like really didn't click with me. So I felt like I was kind of going through the motions like, of these Shit. games. <laughs> I was like, fuck, I made a mistake. I should have got Divinity. But then I got really into Luminous over the weekend. I played like so much Luminous. Whoa. Like I don't, I don't remember last time I played that much Luminous. Even like when it relaunched on Switch or whatever this year, I was like, 
Oh, man. And I got, like, my boyfriend to re-download it. So then he was playing Luminous. So we're just, like, sitting in bed at night after, like, hiking and shit, just playing Luminous. And it's just, like, that Shining song over and over and over. Again. I always thought it was Luminous. Is it? I don't no, know. Luminous. It's, I always said Luminous. Luminous. Maybe yeah. it is Luminous, though. I wouldn't be surprised if it was pronounced that. I don't know. Uh, I don't think it's Luminese. Yeah, I mean, especially since you don't it's say Japanese. Rees. Since it's Japanese, <laughs> it's it would be I S if it was Luminese. You know. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Josh, your your, your wee power <laughs> level is starting to seep through this podcast. But yeah, the, oh yeah, Look. have you guys? So have you guys played The Missing? That's the sweary Arc System Works platformer. I just got that. like a load of uh, discourse to the face when it came out, but I didn't actually yeah, play it's it. It plays like shit. It has this really fascinating <laughs> idea, right? So you can injure yourself and like this girl just like mutilates herself and that's kind of like how you solve puzzles. Like she could just like bump into spikes and then her arm flies off and she like screams this horrible scream and I had to like turn the audio off because I was like, this is fucked up. I hate this. Uh but it's just like how you move in that game, so floaty and bad feeling, and just like there's a lot of precision jump puzzles, and it sucks because it has this like really cool, I- weird idea of like self mutilation to get past like turmoil, like struggles and shit, and like climb a mountain. Yeah, it's it's yeah exactly like the whole like <laughs> cliche, but it's like in a weird like grotesque way that's like really cool to me, and I'm like I'm really into like the idea behind this game. But then I was playing it on the plane. I was like, not even me being stuck on a tube in the sky can make me want to play more of this horrible feeling game. Yeah, I feel like it takes more for me these days to actually like stay past a second pl- like play session with a video game. Yeah, for like sure. the first play session, I'll have like a couple hours and be like, oh, I was, I was all right. But the real test is like if I come back and keep playing it, and when a game grabs me like that, I'll I'll just binge it, you know. Um, I recently did that with Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which is basically the only game I played this last week when it comes to like, well, I played a lot of other games these past couple weeks, mostly on the fucking Apple Arcade, which we'll definitely have to talk talk. about. Yeah, there's a Um, lot. But Bloodstained Ritual of the Night is what grabbed me. And it's not a great game it's not a very good game <laughs> you've seen everything it's done before it's janky as hell a lot of the stuff is like not as good as you would find in other games but it has that like player unknowns battlegrounds thing where it gets like the stuff that you want out of it correct enough to the point where it grabs me and kyle you know we've talked about this a lot on the past couple episodes you brought up and you know i kind of frowned on you a few weeks ago when you you said that people don't really care about game design that much. <laughs> this is a point that's come up in the past uh-huh. few episodes. And I was thinking about that more. And I think that you're right to a certain extent. Like, I think that to a pretty big extent, people don't really care about like how, quote, good a game's design is. I think like really what people care about, what drives people and, you know, this is speaking as something you know this is true for me i don't know if it applies to you dear listener or to katie or kyle but it's all about to me the sensation and whether that appeals to me people will call it the core loop people will call it the game feel but 
to me, it's that like sensation I get from playing the game, like the feel of it, like what it feels like on my fingertips and whether that like jives well with like what my brain wants, which is kind of a primal thing and is not dictated by logic or even really necessarily quality. But, you know, I think my rebuttal to that, to your people don't care about quality design in games. I think there's still a potential rebuttal to that, which is that if a game feels good on that level, doesn't that mean it's kind of designed well, even if it doesn't do well by like design standards? I don't know. Yeah, I think someone one might argue. I think it's kind of where you draw the line of like design. Um, I think design definitely includes like game feel for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think about like, I mean, the best games have like both, um, right. but other stuff that like doesn't have good game feel, but has like ostensibly good design. Like the, I think the um, person I brought up when I initially delivered this fire take was um, like Michael Bro, whose games like don't feel good. They have bad game feel, um, but people really love, oh, people and people don't like, but the design is really good. Um, right. So I think it is like, it enhance, I think good game feel can definitely enhance or even like smooth over bad design. Like I think that a lot of games get by on that, which is also fine. Like it's fun to play. I mean, we'll talk, we might talk about Noita later, but I'm playing Noita and I'm not like super down for the design of the game, but it feels really good to play. So it like, I go back to play it. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, the other thing too, like if, if you're interested in the business of games, um, like just, check the team the steam top releases like every week uh and there's like a lot of shit in there is like hentai like anime <laughs> stuff and yeah. like dumb idol clickers like it's stuff that's appealing on on like the sort of model that is not built around like wow this is a really great cohesive design experience and i think that people who are really into some of that stuff obviously have preferences around the way that stuff is done. Like even people who play a lot of gotcha games have sort of preferences around how like gotcha points are distributed, but a lot of that stuff they're playing it because it like, it meets the sort of thing they want in their niche. And um, that's like why they play it. Like people play bloodstained because it's the first Castlevania game that came out in like 10 years. It's less about like, wow, the Castlevania core loop is very compelling. And I love doing this thing. It's like, no, it's just like doing this, like this, this progression, it feels good. This sort of feel feels good. I felt the same way looking I at it because it was on Game Pass. Or it's on Game <laughs> Pass, right? It's like, yeah. I don't, I, you play it because you heard about it or something. Like It's less about, I mean, the, the comparison I think I made at the time too, which I think is still relevant, is like the notion of like cinematography in movies. Like no one's going to like sell you on a movie if you're not into movies that has good cinematography. Like I'm imagining like trying to pitch not my parents, but like the friends of my parents on a video game and say like, this game's designed really well. Like even when I'm pitching games to like friends who don't play video games, the stuff that comes up is like stuff that's easy to play, looks cool. And like, may have an interesting story. There's like zero, most games I tell people to play have like almost no mechanics besides like move forward. Um, That's because it's, I don't think it's like the sort of thing that people like, last bond to or grasp or care about in the same way unless you're like into games i think what helps for me or what i would compare it to is comparing 
these the game feel, the core loop that kind of sticks into your brain. I would compare that to like pop music, like quote catchy music, the catchy yeah. nature of a song where it's like you'll hear it the first time and it's not a good song per se, but it sticks with you and you love it for that reason, you know. And I think there's like a point where it comes full circle where like sometimes you get both of them at the same time, you know, where you get like great song crafting and great game building that, you know, where it feels good and is like well put together, like your ABBA or like your Carly Rae Jepsen or, or what have you, your Beatles <laughs> or what have you. <laughs> that one's for all the discord people out there. Um, but you know, you also have like food that's like junk food like a bag of fucking Doritos. It's not like good for you. It's not like quality food, but it tastes fucking good. And so you love it. It's got good mouthfeel. It's got great mouthfeel, whatever. And I think a lot of video games are like that. And we don't really, I feel like that's not a kind of dichotomy that we draw between different types of games where it's like the feel versus the, um, the actual design aspects of the game itself. We typically pit like, a story like the game's emotional appeal or story or like effectiveness on that level versus like the lowbrow taste stuff as opposed to like feel versus design sort of details of a game. And I think like that, that kind of helps me better understand this when I think about like the game feeling, what people, what people are really drawn to when it comes to video games, because I think feel is like a kind of underrated thing that really kind of keeps people going. And um, it's not just about like shooting, like there's so many different elements that factor into that game feel. Like with Bloodstained, really one of the things that's pushing me forward in that game is the whole like RPG carrot on a stick stuff where it's like looter shooter, looter side-scrolling RPG type stuff where I'm like collecting items so I can craft the next thing I need or whatever. Um, even though there's like, it's missing like very basic quality of life features. I'm like fine with it just because I'm like doing these grinding loops that feel good, you know? And the slash feel is like pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to say on the looter shooter topic, I've been playing a lot of destiny Two shadow keep, which tickles very much that itch of just, I'm collecting shit. And I feel like, there's some people that are really into the lore and the story of Destiny for some reason. I am not one of those people. Like, I do not know what's going on at all in the world of Destiny. I don't pay attention to, like, anything going on in that story. And this campaign has just been total gibberish, I feel like, because I've so tuned out the lore and everything of Destiny. It's just, like, some weird person talking about some scary stuff going on the moon. <laughs> and... You're on the moon and you're like going into like this cool, cool. It has amazing art direction as like all of Destiny stuff does where it's like, like someone on Twitter said it kind of like reminded him of like Lord of the Rings. I can't remember who said it, but um, I thought like the same thing. It felt feels like very like Tolkien-y of like kind of like Mordor-esque huh. of like how the buildings look. And it's like just on the moon and just like looks really cool. And it has like kind of this horror vibe, which Destiny has kind of toyed with before, but not to this extent. Like it feels like very like creepy ghost story, -y, which I think is like really dope. Um, but like at the end, they like fit so gone way overboard with the loot in this expansion. Like they had they redid the armor system and the weapon system 
So now you can like upgrade each item you get to like level 10 and you can put like mods on it to make it do different things and everything drops like random perks. So it's like you're never getting the same thing like it was like a base destiny. So it's like there's just like so, an overwhelming amount to do already or just to collect. And I'm like, all right, it's going to be like my new podcast game probably for a long ass time. Like <laughs> I could just see myself getting really into the like junk food aspect of it. And then I'm playing with friends if I, any of my friends ever play it. Cause a lot of the friends I did play with just play Borderlands. So I'm kind of fucked because none of them want to play a looter <laughs> shooter right now. And I'm like, you guys really fucking play Borderlands for Shadowkeep? Like, it's a okay, it's Schluter. 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 <laughs> it, does, it does make me mad because like, I like, put out like a bat signal to like my go-to Destiny crew. And everyone's like, I just play Borderlands. I can't play right now. Like literally like multiple people wasn't just like one person which is super (sighs) it's like come on man you play borderlands and not destiny 2 it's like i've had this thing with my friend group too where like they play new games that i'm like wait what why are you playing that you don't like and we have like a common reference point before that's like split i'm like wait i thought what you liked about this thing that we played was this thing but you like this thing and that's why you're playing that game and i'm like why why are you playing that? Like, we don't, we don't like that. It's not a thing we do. We don't do uh, that. We don't do that. <laughs> we don't that. play Borderlands. It's dumb. Uh, I mean, I get why people play Borderlands, but you know, like, oh yeah. So like a lot of my friends are on that Borderlands grind or have just finished it. So they're not like down to jump into another like $40 game or whatever. Um, but luckily people are playing Apex and that's the thing that just came out new map and shit. So that's exciting. I gotta get yeah. back in that. I remember the feel of that was real good, but it's it's got that great game feel. The new map kind of reminds me of, I want to say Miramar on in PUBG. Mm-hmm. Like it's like very vertical. Like it's like there's like a lot of like open spaces and stuff, but there's like a lot of buildings with like a lot of stories, which is fascinating. Like I wasn't there's this like new city area um, in this new map. I, I keep saying like new area, but it's like it's like straight up just like a new map. But there's like a city area, which is like really cool. It's like all destroyed and stuff because this giant ice thing like sprouted in the middle of it and kind of fucked it up. Uh, but the buildings are like so tall and there's like a lot of narrow stairways. And like when I was playing last night, I had this really cool shootout in a stairway where I like heard footsteps like a few flights below. So like we're just like throwing grenades at each other. And it was just, like super narrow, but like really tense and like really fun to just kind of like who's going to get who basically because like we both knew the other was there. So really no one had to drop on anyone. And it's just like, it's cool. It's cool. They just did a whole new map. Like I didn't expect that at all. Yeah. And it just, if it's like super colorful too, it's like a very colorful and weird looking map. Like it's like neon orange and like icy blue and like, neon green it's just like a very strange color palette that i'm really into it's kind of like what rage 2 wanted to be you know with all those commercials where it's like hot pink and stuff it kind of like reminds me of like that like just like super bright and colorful and zany but like in a way that i think is interesting and not just like we just put pink in our logo uh Yeah, it's it's really cool. Uh, and there's like a lot of environmental hazards because there's like a lot of ice everywhere, and then there's a lot of lava and shit. So it's just like it's just a more interesting map, and I'm really excited to play more of it and explore more because I feel like I just keep dropping on the city area because I'm like I love these buildings. It seems so cool, it's so different. Uh, Are you getting owned? 
Because I feel like people Sometimes. have time have had time to like get better. I mean, it's been like it launched like Tuesday, so like not that much. Like yesterday, I guess. No, I mean like just at the like, game overall, because like it's been a while since I've played, and I feel like if I went back on uh, PC, everyone on would be PC, like way probably better. on console. You're probably fine because everyone sucks on console, which is great for me. I gotta play more console shooters, um, man. Yeah, <laughs> man. Feel powerful Join me. again. Yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like I'm good at everything, and then I go to an event, and I'm like, oh, I'm not good. I what's the like? What's with, like, your like over? What's your over under on like battle royales as we begin October 2019? Where are we at on that as a collective gamer society? What do you mean? Like, are they good or are they worthwhile? Well, like, I feel it's been a, like Fortnite's been out for a while. Apex has been out for a while. Call of Duty's out. Uh, there's like the Crisis, the Cry Engine. Oh one. yeah, that just came out. That's like the. But two, I'm like, I feel like there's like players, not a lot of like. How many players are in that? It's like a crazy amount, right? The it's cry, like a, I don't hundred or something. One? But it's like, I'm trying to, like, I don't feel like there's a lot of new Battle Royale stuff on the horizon. It feels like kind of the first wave has now crested in a way, like where... That's kind of true. Where I can't we think at? of anything. Like, what's, what's, the, what's next for the BR genre? Does it keep being... Part of me feels like it's like MMO stuff where it's like Fortnite slash WoW, always the leader. And you've got like a subset of stuff that like is kind of good, like EverQuest... Asheron's call has been around for fucking forever. Like I mean, Guild Final Wars. Fantasy, I feel like it's almost Final Fantasy fourteen World of Warcraft at this point. Like but I think there's some crazy statistic that said it was like actually have more subscribers, which is bonkers. Like that's fucking insane. But yeah, yeah. But even then, it's like that was almost like a second wave too, because Final Fantasy fourteen oh, came yeah, out like five start. or six years yeah. after WoW. Because Final Fantasy eleven was like out when WoW was out. Yeah. Um, but like BR is like. Is this kind of what we got for now? Like, what's gonna what's gonna happen next I year in the battle royale? Yeah, because I I don't as far as I know I don't I can't think of anything doing a big because like Modern Warfare isn't as far as I know is not doing a battle royale, but they're doing like larger scale modes like that in their beta they just had they had like a thirty two versus thirty two mode which was kind of like Battlefield it was pretty cool it was yeah. really cool which I didn't expect from a large scale mode in Call of Duty. Uh, and then they're doing like a 50 versus 50 mode, I think, but they, I don't think they've detailed what that's going to be. Uh, but, uh, when I talked to them like ages ago in an event, they said that they just kind of like flipped the question on me. They're like being coy with it. Like maybe they're like dicking around with the idea of like a battle royale, but I don't see them doing that with blackout still a thing, especially cause it's standalone now. Um, I don't know, yeah, because I see, I see, and I see each of the battle royales that are big right now. Like, PUBG still has like super niche audience. Like, it's not what yeah. it was, obviously, but there's still people that like are ride or die for PUBG. Which, sure, why not? Uh, Fortnite's obviously just kind of like it's kind of like a Minecraft. I see. It's like it's just gonna be big forever, probably, you know, or for a long ass time. And then Apex, I feel like, has kind of won over like the. I guess the shooter crowd, you know, uh, like the people that are like maybe more so than blackouts. Oh yeah, like I feel like or blackouts like weird blackout. I feel like maybe, maybe because I fell off it so quick, I don't really know anyone that plays it, you know. But I know yeah. it's doing well. It's like standalone and has its own crowd. Like maybe the Call of Duty crowd just really likes blackout or the people that just are into that. But I don't know. Like, I never clicked with it. Like, I played it for, like, a week, and I popped in for, like, the Alcatraz map. 
And like every now and then just to see how it's doing. And I'm still like, eh, it's fine. I don't know. It's cool, I guess. What's interesting about Battle Royale specifically is that um, because there's no like progression innately, like as a, like outside of like cosmetics or something, it's not like you have to go from level zero to 60 in uh, like Apex Legends to like get your final skills. Um, it's like you, you play and you basically are what you are. You can get like cooler guns or whatever, but if you're, if you're like just really good at shooters, you're going to be good at level zero and you're going to be good at level a hundred or something. Um, which is like not the case for like MMOs. Like if you want to play final fantasy 14 and play, wow, like you have to put in the time on both of those, which is like, those games aren't designed to do that. So what's been interesting about battle royales is like, actually watching a lot of like big streamers kind of jump between them given what's popular at the time based on like events, season passes, etc. So like battle royale, it's like, I think before with like world of Warcraft or like that sort of model, it's like you played that game. Um, and, and Josh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like maybe there's like a transitionary period in sort of this sort of model where like digital card games were kind of like, big and people would be able to take what they learned in Hearthstone and apply it kind of somewhere else or whatever. Um, but battle Royale games feel like kind of the total opposite of the sort of like intense play culture of like MMOs where instead of putting all your time just into getting super good at one thing, people just kind of jump between them. Unless I guess you're like Ninja and you're getting big bankrolled by Epic or something. <laughs> but like a lot of big streamers on Twitch will like play Fortnite for a week, then they'll play Apex the next week, and then they'll play Blackout, and they'll like cycle back through. And like, I feel like even some of the companies are doing this, where like they're making sure they're not announcing seasons at the same time, so that people kind of play. So it doesn't feel like there's actually like massive audiences. Surely there's like niches that only play the certain thing, but it feels like the audiences kind of just like migrate between them back and forth as long as there's content. Where it's like, as soon as Fortnite gets stale go to this game. As soon as that gets stale, go to this other game. Once that gets stale, start over because Fortnite's new again. Um, so that's been like really interesting to watch because especially because a lot of them are like basically first person shooters. A lot of the skills can kind of transfer. And because there's not that kind of like required upfront cost, people are able to kind of move between the games in a way that I don't think we've really seen before. We, um, we have. I mean, it's interesting. It's, it's interesting. It's been interesting to follow like League of Legends, Hearthstone, team fight tactics because there's a lot of crossover between those games like with hearthstone there was a lot of players who you'll see are like their their usernames will be like uh like you know there's this streamer trump he's he's a big hearthstone streamer um (laughs) uh card game trump is that's the the play but um he used (laughs) to be uh like when he first started his handle was trump sc and then there was like uh, Strife Crow, like his his handle was like Strife Crow SC or something like that. And a lot of them have like SC because they used to be StarCraft players. And then yeah. like a lot of players would, will transition between scenes like a lot of Hearthstone players then went on to play like TFT or went on to play Gwent or what have you. And there's like a lot of like back and forth between a lot of those scenes. And then like Skara used to be one of the biggest League of Legends streamers. He was on Dignitas, a pro team, one of the biggest figures in the scene. He still he still is. He's still like an analyst for League of Legends. He'll make he'll be on broadcast and stuff like that. But now he's like almost fully transitioned streaming wise over to Teamfight Tactics because like he's he picked that up. He got really good at it. And I feel like with a lot of 
gamers and people who do this stuff professionally, it's like they think in very like gamey ways and they're just very good at video games. They have like this skill set that happens to translate pretty well along video game lines. I've noticed like I'm a cutie pie is, you know, pro League of Legends streamer and he is like really freaking good at a lot of the first person shooters that he picks up too. It's pretty crazy. Um, but I think there's like a lot of those skills, mechanics, twitch reflexes, clicking on a very specific part of the screen uh, with minimal reaction time. All those things kind of like can translate well between different types of games, even if it's not just like shooters. So I have seen that a lot recently, but it's inter- interesting to see like how this stuff works because streamers need ecosystems. They need games that have audiences if they want to have an audience, because like, that's very important. If they're playing a game that like not that many people are watching, even if they like the game, they're kind of screwed. So they're kind of just like following where the games go. And, uh, sometimes they get stuck playing a game that they don't really like, but that people love. So they have to just like complain about it a lot. I think that's the thing is is like, having a job that you love because you like started it because you liked the game and then the game changes and then you freaking hate your job all of a sudden because like you hate the game. <laughs> I think my, my point though is more that like, not that people won't move between games, but that you even mentioned this is like people moving. It's a big deal when this person moved from Starcraft to like league of legends or something. And that what's happening, what I feel like in the battle Royale thing is that it's less that there's like, Obviously, like Katie said, there's like niches of people who only play this certain stuff, but it's more that there's like a battle royale scene versus like the PUBG scene or the Apex scene or the Fortnite scene. It's that streamers are not like when like like Dr. Disrespect goes to play Fortnite one week, it's not a big deal because he just played Apex the past week. He's going to play Blackout the next week. It's not that like he's moving between scenes. It's that he plays the battle royale scene as a mm. thing in a way that I don't think has really been, I mean, maybe like Dota league of legends, but those games are like pretty different that I don't think that there's a, as, as like as much crossover because the skill ceiling is so high. I think it's also but, the um, nature of the shooter game because yeah, so yeah, many no, of I think them I, pop I, I out, agree. like they come out so frequently and so many yeah. of them are so similar where it's like shroud will play a different game every week, but they follow him because he's a beast at every single one. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I see what you're saying when it comes to that for sure. Um, should we talk about Apple arcade? Let's talk about some yeah, other games first before I just, wow. let's like, I feel like Apple arcade after the break. Okay. Goose. Just, just hold, talk about hold it Apple arcade. Goose game. <laughs> Untitled. Oh, Goose, Goose game. game. Goose game. Goose game. Um, Funny, funny shit, funny game. I I played it <laughs> in one sitting, pretty much, maybe two. Same, yeah. And um, it's, it's fun. I one thing I noticed, you know, it's a funny game. It's got a lot of little funny stories to tell your friends, and to, it's fun to show to people. Um, but I feel like the joke kind of it, it wasn't as funny to me after like half an hour, after like fi- fifteen, 15 minutes, minutes. Yeah, it's like you're like okay. Yeah, it's like, okay, now it's, I'm just... That was just a puzzle game. Yeah. And I think what contributed to that for me is that, like, it literally tells you all the jokes. It puts them... It gives you a notepad that's like, do all these things, and it, like, ruins the joke. It's like, I have to do this thing to progress in the game. It, like, gates your progress behind, like, doing specific acts of mischief. And there's, like, very few things that you can do that aren't, like, listed on this thing. Where it's like, oh, 
I think the reason why it feels like it's so structured and it starts becoming a puzzle game is because you start realizing, oh, literally everything I have to do is on this list and I just have to find out what like thing I have to interact with to make it happen. As opposed to like at the beginning, you're just like figuring out the controls like, oh, if I honk in front of this guy, he'll get scared or whatever. Like it, it's funny. I think there's some room for that even as the game goes on. And there's some moments where like, it's still funny because they do something clever. Um, and I kind of like just like walking around and like just honking at people continually and just being like, <laughs> I did that. <laughs> I think like Same. I did, I went <laughs> like a very lot, like a lot during this game where I would just like bother people, try to untie their shoes uh, by like chewing at their shoes. I love laces. untying shoes. Um, it was so funny like flapping my wings because i think flapping your wings is the best thing in the game because it's so there's good. not really much of a purpose to it there's like no purpose but you're just i don't like, even think it does anything it's like there is <laughs> there is a moment where you can you you have to use the flapping the wings oh right, right right there's like there's like one time yeah there's one thing yeah but then the other times you're just like I'm just like T posing on him. Just like, what's up, bitch? I'm a goose. Honk, honk. Eat it. Um, That's the best. Like, I just want to do that for the whole game. Honk. Like, it should be like honk at 50 people would be like a good goal. You know? That was, that was also one of my criticisms in my review, especially like at the, so throughout the game you have like these like mysterious tasks they're all like question marks in your notepad and you don't know what they are and i just would happen upon them like i caught something a dude flew like there's like these two neighbors or whatever and if you leave something on the other side of the fence the neighbor will throw it over the fence so i like caught something in midair by accident and then i got like a like that was on like the mysterious list and i was like oh it's pretty good like i like caught this i saw that and, video that you posted yeah it was it, very it was, funny yeah, I was like, hell yeah. Goose I didn't tricks. mean to do that, but sure. Sick goose <laughs> uh, tricks. But yeah, and then at the, when you beat the game, the credits roll, and then you get a notification like, oh, there's more things to do. And I got really excited. I was like, oh, nice. There's going to be more things to do, more like weird things. But it's just those like mysterious things. But now they're not like obfuscated by like question marks. Now it's just do this and this and this. And I was like, I kind of wish. They didn't reveal that and they have like actual bonus tasks or even like, I don't know, it kind of like ruins the fun of figuring out all the weird things. Because I kind of like approaching it like a hitman environment. Like I'm like, I follow these people on their routes and I'm like, okay, what can I do to mess with them? Like, I wonder if I, if I move this, what will they do? Can I fill up this like water can with water and then spill it on them or something? Like I was like playing around and doing stuff like that. Or, like, trying to bait someone to buy their own thing back and, like, figuring out how to do that. Uh, and, like, I I wish it didn't... Yeah, I wish it didn't outline all that stuff as clearly. Like, if, if it just even did it in, like, riddles or something, that would have been, like, a fun thing to figure out. Like, okay, what does it want me to do here? While also giving you a guideline to pro- progress, but... it it I don't know. It's this thing where, like, what happens a lot in that game, too, is where you'll do all of the things that it wants you to do just by like messing around. And then there's like one more that you have to do to get past the part that you're on. And you're just like, just trying to figure out what it is for like 10 minutes. You're just like messing around with stuff. There's a couple that really stumped me. Like there's one where you have to drop a, a can 
or like a, a bucket on this dude's head. But so I was like dropping things in this area like, OK, this is where I can drop the bucket and it will land on his head. But I would always miss him every time. And I didn't realize he had to like be picking up this like one very specific thing, which I found kind of annoying. I was like, why? Why yeah. couldn't it be like when he picked up like this shovel I dragged over here or whatever, like or this dart or it had to be like this one specific item and the bucket would then fall on his head very perfectly. But like if it was just like random thing. It wouldn't. He would just. It would just be more distractions, and it was like. And you're trying to like cheaply manipulate the AI, and it's like you're interacting with these like NPCs that are walking around. It's like I need you to stand here so I can do this thing to you, (laughs) and it's just like, why make me do this? I feel like what probably happened is they probably had it a lot more freeform, where it was like you didn't have this stuff, where they wanted you kind of to discover this stuff organically, and then it was like people were just getting to the one that gets you to the next zone too fast. So like the game would be like 20 minutes long or some shit, or they found it was like too hard to discover a lot of the, the things that there were to do. So like, it was like, well, we want like part of the fun is seeing these like little weird interactions that we built in. So we have to do this thing. And a lot of that is like budget constraint stuff you know where i feel like this would be a lot more freeform if they had more like zones to check out if they didn't have to like section everything off into like a little playground that you play in for it was like this with donut county too where it was like yeah it was very like we 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 only can give you like a few spaces to work with because we don't have the budget to make this like as big as it would have to be for you to have like a truly sandbox experience where like anything can happen you can mess around with all this stuff um, and like goose game has that feel where it's like very limited because they didn't have the resources to like, just let you play around and do whatever you want. You know? I mean, I kind of feel like I had the perfect length. Like I don't think it overstated as welcome for me. Like I played it in like one sitting and I had a good time with it. Aside from like the one part where I got frustrated. Um, I'm saying the yeah, opposite, no, and I, but wait, you, what? I'm saying the opposite <laughs> that it like it didn't have like enough Mm, i see i see i see yeah or they had to like like clip the experience because they didn't have enough content you know that's my feeling i got from it but it's still fun i feel like for me like nothing about like the way you play goose game is more compelling to me than just like the twitter video of it existing yeah like nothing like if you told me that it was a 3D puzzle game, I'd be like, I don't fucking care. Whatever. I don't. Okay. Like, yeah. But like, it's, it's weird in that way. Cause it's like, it's such like a compelling idea. And obviously it's like resonated super widely, but it's a puzzle game at the end of the day, which is like, it's, that's fine. That's okay. But I don't, it's like such a strong idea. And I think it's, it's also spawned its own genre already. Like there's, um, Apple Arcade, we maybe talk about still a little later, uh, but Sneaky Sasquatch came out on that, and that's like a straight up goose game ripoff. This like Hitman Light thing has kind of become a genre, I think, in part because of Goose Game. Um, so that's like that's cool, but like the goose is so weird. Like I want to see some more weird shit. Like I want to go to space. I want <laughs> there to like be like weird goose story with like goose politics and like. Wait, that's what you like, want out of this game? Yeah, I'm like, what? I'm just saying, like, oh, I'm saying, like, it's it's like such like a 
a normal video game for such a crazy idea. It's like, what if you control this obnoxious goose? It's like necessary. Like I that feel sounds like, like a that sounds like a two thousands like Gex game that you're talking about. Yeah, I feel, I don't like maybe like I just feel like it's so self contained and like I thought it was silly all the way through. Like I love like I guess spoiler alert. Like I love the end sequence when you're like walking through. The miniature town, like that was like cracking me up. I was like, oh, it's like pretty good. And I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't think it, like it would have been great, obviously, if it had like more of a free, feel, free wheeling, more organic, less like hold hand holdy type of experience. But I don't know. Maybe because I really love Hitman. Like maybe because I've just naturally loved. Yeah, you're like the biggest Hitman stan I know. Yeah. Like I love fucking around with AI. I think that stuff's really fun of just messing with environments and like pre-programmed npcs on routes and shit like i love just fucking around in those type of spaces and goose game is just that but you're a goose and i'm like i'm i'm all in on that i guess personally uh yeah it strikes i think i can't remember if we ever talked about this on bad end but there's like there's a strain of like 3d like art-esque rd I hate the word arty, but like art games that I think we've talked about is like, look at my art games where it's like really pretty art with like just minimal interaction. That's like, here's this little thing. And like, I feel like Goose Game has like a smattering of that where like it's got such a strong aesthetic presence and like the actual actions you're taking in the world are like about being in the environment and like looking at cool stuff. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm literally wearing a Goose Game shirt right now. I don't hate this game. I think it's really cool. Yeah. And I'm glad it's like doing what it's doing. Yeah. Um, I think just the, the best moments are just like looking at the goose do stuff. Like the you know, raise, like just, just literally like, what you were saying, Josh, like goose. raising your arms, like raising your wings and just squawking yeah. people is like just walking best. around hawking. It's <laughs> just, just like, I, I, I like it when. I, I like those like organic moments where the person's just looking at you like, what the fuck is this goose doing here? And you're just like, <laughs> just holding you're your- just flapping around, just being weird. <laughs> like, that's funny. That's good stuff. But, but then it's like, make the kid buy his, gla- like make someone buy his glasses back. It's like, <laughs> you're this like, is, fuck you, you ruined the, the joke. You fucking ruined the joke. It's like, you now you've just made this into like recreate a Pixar movie scene instead of like be a fucking annoying ass bird which is way funnier <laughs> to me dude i don't know I, I what games even do this well what other games have even really done this like what is the precedent here you know for hitman. what comedy games no for goose game hitman, hitman sure but i so i feel like hitman is the platonic like ideal of this type of game and i feel like because it has both the handholdy you can do the story mission where you're just following like waypoints you're getting the disguise you're like doing what the game like wants you to do but it's also just like a pure sandbox and you're just gonna go fuck around and you could just throw a exploding rubber duck at your target and then run away like with yeah it's i don't know it's just i feel like hitman is really good at balancing both of like if you don't want to like be creative, just like follow these steps and you'll still get like a fun story in it and you'll still get like, you know, cool costumes or whatever. But then there's also the, you could just like wing it and just 
see where your like instinct takes you or what you ever what you think you can do and you could probably do it and i i don't know i like sandbox games like that where it's just kind of, i mean it's kind of like the grand theft auto thing right it's like you just kind of fuck around a world and have fun and you don't need a guide to tell you what to do like the story in those games is like never good but what about more like explicitly comedic offbeat games like katamari or something you know because Katamari is something where it's like, just roll this yeah, ball Yeah, Katamari around. is funny. Yeah. And then your drunk dad's like pissed at you or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like rolling up like living things and then Listen like grandmas music. and stuff. Ugh. Best music. Yeah. I don't know. Cat lateral damage is like the same kind of the concept of like being a cat and knocking stuff oh, over. Oh, yeah. That, cat lateral damage is pretty good in VR. It's like fun to... Mm swipe shit i don't know well maybe uh, goose doesn't really have many uh direct things to compare to besides hitman but even so i think you know there's some differences but i want more of this i want it's like petty comedy and i don't yeah i don't know <laughs> if i like have a game reference for it you know it's like it's just silly and fun and like has a lot of good slapstick humor and that's I don't know. It's, it's like a lot of like separate pleasant. like SNL skits with birds or something. Maybe Gang Beasts, dude. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Gang Beasts, I see. Gang Beasts is like fucking fun. That's like always a party. It's always like you're like four white claws in. Yeah. And then someone's like, let's break out <laughs> Gang, Gang Beasts. Beasts. <laughs> yeah, because you're like, you're controlling your character and doing weird, funny things and like. Yeah, you're just like waving your other arms. You're like. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Now I want to play Gang Beast. I haven't played that in a while. It's a fun game. Yeah, that's a good shit right there. You should be able good to do more right stuff there. with your wings, like, like you should be able to slap someone. Put one wing. Oh up. my god! Yeah, you should be like, yeah. Wow, there should out. be just wing like, physics. Yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah. Like my, you know, the right trigger is the right wing, and the left trigger. It's like it's playing skate wing. with a goose. Yeah, and that's like, like and how each, far you press. Each stick is a depends yeah, on like how animal. far you're. Uh, speaking of skate, has anyone played Session yet? Like it was wild. It's no, just um, that's a, that's some shit where I'm like, wait till it's out of early access. Yeah, wait till it's out of early right access. That's what I, my advice would be. There it. should be quiet honk, medium honk, and loud honk, so you can do yeah. like <laughs> like in people's ears and stuff like. Mess with them, like Jaws, you know. Yeah, or if you could like, if you could like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like poke your head out of a bush and scare someone. Should be like, I don't want to poop. You should definitely be able to poop. That's a different game. The whole thing with you're suggesting a lot of two thousands video game humor. This is this is like what you get out of a goose. Goose is like they poop. That's like that's like why you don't want geese around because they just shit on everything. Yeah. Not because they're like big, loud, and annoying. Yeah. But like they just get nastiness everywhere. Yeah. You know what I would I would have liked Goose Game. I, I mean, I still like this. Goose Game's great. I want Goose Game plus Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. I want like a journey of a goose, where it's like you have to go on some like <laughs> path of spiritual enlightenment. Does each stick a control sl- one goose? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you have ducklings. I want sandbox goose game where yeah. it's like you're on just a massive beach and like you just mess with different people. You just walk around and just like 
honk at people and stuff and like find new ways see, to scare see people. See what happens. It's like Pokemon Snap. You got to like awaken the Kraken with the goose somehow. There should be destruction physics in the game <laughs> where you knock down kids sandcastles, you destroy tents and pop-ups, you like eat hot dogs and bring them <laughs> drag them into the ocean. There's so many possibilities, dude. Do geese even hang out you on the beach? To like smoke a cigar with other geese. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you're you should have been on the Conker's Bad Fur Day design team, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> I was in another life. Actually, so so low key I have something coming out hopefully in the next few months that is uh we'll we'll see. Conquer's bad but for it's, esque. It's, it's not Conquer's, but it's it's a lot of these ideas. So what? We'll see. I'm just yeah. I'm just Is it a we'll see. That that's a little tease. Oh wow. Cannot yeah. believe the scoop that Kyle's the making scoop. new Conquer game. I teased it on Twitter a little bit too, but no one's no one said anything because it's it's so on the DL right now. Mm. It's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be big, I feel like. So whoa. Yeah. Oh gonna be we'll big. See. I think it's gonna be big. I hope for your sake it is, Kyle. Otherwise, it's gonna be really embarrassing when you release this thing and it just doesn't make any waves. I know I'm bad, and they're like, "What was, is this the thing that he was talking about?" Yeah, it's like this is embarrassing, oh, yeah. and then we'll You're lose like, all uh, our Patreon subscribers. Uh, our Discord will become just a fucking ghost town, closet. wasteland. Yeah, ghost town. Yeah, uh, I want to talk about a game that Katie, I think you played, based off what I see on Steam, which is uh, Sorry, Eliza. What? What'd you by say? Eliza by Zektronics. Yeah, I did. I reviewed that a month a month ago. A month yeah. ago, I it's reviewed part of that when whole, it came out. It's part of this playing games that I already owned thing. Um, it's good, man. Yeah, what game? Really, like the writing and the writing and voice acting. Yeah, is like it is so notch. good to like yeah. listen to like read like it's a it's a visual novel, but it's like it's so good like looking at a game that's like doing good writing. That's like not trying to be like millennial Twitter bullshit. Yes. It's like, that's exactly it's just like, wow, this is just, it's just like well really well written. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, it's like it, been so some amazing parts of it, like really hit hard. Like it's all about, I guess. Uh, so listener, like Eliza is a visual novel about the tech industry in Seattle and like the near future. And basically there is this Amazon like company that has a basically it's like what if alexa was also like a counselor what if you can like use your alexa like a therapist essentially but like how they do it is like they have like a proxy so a human will be like basically saying everything that this alexa like device called eliza is responding to like a human patient with but it's like it's a human proxy is saying it so it's like more personable in a way because like oh it's like i'm not speaking to a computer or a robot I speak to a human, but all the responses are generated by this, like, AI. Um, but it, like, deals with, like, you know, uh, I guess burnout, workaholism. I was going to say It's about, like, everything. It's about, like, being in the tech industry. It's about, like, capitalism. It's about the tech industry as a thing. It's about, like, gender. It's about, like, near future society and like living like it's about like it's about all of the stuff in a way that's yeah, not and living like, with their creations and like the yeah it's like not corny it's not like trying to be coy or cloying it's not like trying to be dystopic like black mirror or something like it just feels like a it's like a smart story about the like the tech industry that's like it's not even trying to be a satire like it's very much just like a good story about what could probably happen 
Um, and I don't like don't play visual novels. And I've even said as much in this podcast, but like this thing's fucking good. It's just like, and I haven't even, I've been playing for like three or four hours or so. They're getting close to the end. And I've had like, not even really any choices. It's mostly just been like clicking through text and that's been fine. Like I've just been enjoying it. The art the, is like good. I don't know. The choice doesn't, there's like different endings and you know when that comes. Like I feel like the last chapter is when you start getting more choices. And I do, I think my one, I guess, criticism is I don't think the endings stick their landing. Like all, there's like five or four and I play, because you could easily go back after and like yeah. play through all of them. And I feel like the endings don't always stick the landing, unfortunately. But like the whole game up to that point is so good that I was just like, eh, that's like, it didn't, who cares? Like the endings weren't as like, I guess, cathartic as I expected or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like the, the world it's crafting feels so, it just feels real. Cause like, I mean, I work at a startup right now. It's like very, they're just like nailing all of the beats like really well. And yeah, it's great. I think it's super good. People should play it. Um, yeah. You guys want to take a break and then talk about all the crazy shit that came out last week? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Everybody, welcome back to Bad End Podcast. Hope you liked our brief interlude. We are now going to talk to you about more video games. But first, if you like this podcast, you should leave us a review on iTunes. We also have a Discord that you can join by giving us just a little bit of money on Patreon. And we hang out there all the day, all day, all the days, talking about... Listen, we have some great channels in our Discord. We got um, music... Meme cooking, Central. Cooking Mama X. I don't know why it's X, but it's X. Uh, cardboard and Cheetos. K-pop Quarantine. Weeb Zone. Game Biz. I mean, really anything you could want. Um, if you like how we talk about games on Bad End, we do it every day on the Discord, plus a community of people who think about games like we do. So Some of the most brilliant video game minds on the web dare i, I say. really i enjoy checking our discord because i feel like i get what i want from twitter on our discord so yeah, yeah yeah thank you everybody if if no one joins because of this call to action then um that's fine because i like who we got in there anyways so <laughs> fuck you <laughs> suckers <laughs> <laughs> all right guys let's talk about so uh i did a little thread on twitter two weeks ago now, a week ago of just like all the shit that is coming out or came out last week. Um, did you do and a most thing? of that stuff, oh, man, I did a thing doing a thread <laughs> on Twitter is hard. You did a thing. <laughs> it is freaking hard. man. It's so hard. I hate threading. I don't thread. I'm not a threader. No I didn't threads. even finish it. I like stopped. I didn't even like finish the thread. <laughs> I just said, I think yeah, last you're time just I'm like, done. I'm done. Yeah. Um, but because like a lot of fucking games came out last week, not week only before, Week before. And it was like a combination of things. One hand, it was Apple Arcade came out, which was like 30 games. 
of like high quality indie game stuff. 50. 50. Fuck. Uh, and then <laughs> there was more shit on top of that that like, came out around the same time. Um, and like the thing I kind of brought up in this like thread ish was that uh, a lot of this stuff is like kind of in this like must play indie territory, which is very rare in like the space of stuff that we typically cover that a lot of games of a certain type all come out at the same time. It's like, usually there's like big triple a stuff and like the one or two indie games that you should play that month. This was like, what if we just release all of them at the same time at once? And it feels like it's been a madhouse. Cause even of those games in that thread, I've played like one of them. Um, so yeah, you guys want to talk about some shit you've been playing from Apple arcade. Okay. The first thing I want to say here is I I thought for a second, you know, maybe Apple Arcade will be the next Xbox Live Arcade thing where it's like the next big thing for indie games because it is like a significant thing. This is the biggest indie game launch platform that we've had in years and maybe ever since Xbox Live Arcade. And it is significant. Like you, I can't downplay that. But I, I also want to say that I fucking hate playing stuff on iPhone. <laughs> this sucks, <laughs> dude. It's like if Xbox Live Arcade was like on the phone, it would have sucked way more. Like I, so um, there's Josh, this I have great news for you. You know it's you know it's coming to Apple TV too, right? Oh Jesus! See this? That's the thing. And then it's like, <laughs> well, maybe I just need to get an iPad. You know, if I had that form factor, it would be way easier. And I'm like, this is what they want me to do. They're giving me 30 fucking indie games 50. so that I buy an iPad or an Apple TV or what have you. And it's like, what? Like, can I just wait for this shit to come out on Steam then? Like, fuck <laughs> this. This sucks. It fucking sucks. There's this game on there called like Hot Lava or some shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, is that what that game's yeah, called? Yeah, it's, it's by the Clay. Clay, Clay Entertainment. I tried yeah. playing it. It's impossible to play on a phone. You can't play that <laughs> shit with the touch controls. It's yeah, like Yeah, I don't think that game's very the good. Menu systems, <laughs> the menu system is like it has it's like specifically made to be play, done on a console or like with a keyboard. It reminds me of those like Chex Mix games that they would like package with cereals and stuff like <laughs> 20 years ago or whatever where it's like really shitty like art or like those like educational games where like it was all typing games but one of them had like a platforming first person level where like it was jump like start you would just play that because like that was what the whole game was to you because everything else was like educational and you didn't want to play that <laughs> shit you know it's like that kind of game has that aesthetic to it i can't really describe it like Lego Island sort of a stuff. That's just what the interface and stuff looks like. But I'm sitting there playing this game and I'm like, okay, well, maybe if I can, I can finagle where I can get my PS4 controller to work on it. And lo and behold, this is actually really cool. They made it so that now iOS devices with the new iOS version that just came out, you can pair any Xbox or PS4 controller with your iPhone just out of the box. You just go to Bluetooth and your controller shows up and you press the thing and it it pairs up and you could just use your PS4 controller. So I'm playing there with my PS4 controller on my phone. I'm like, where do I put my phone? 
like I have one of those kickstand things. So I just put my phone on my desk, but it's, I, it's sad because my computer screen is sitting right above it. And I'm like, <laughs> I would 100% rather be playing this on my you fucking computer screen. You got to get the little like, HDMI dongle that like goes out, you HDMI out of your phone. Does that even, does that work? Yeah. I get, maybe, maybe that's the answer. I just get an HDMI dongle. Yeah, man. That's the way to do it. I mean, I, yeah. Okay. And got to buy more Apple shit, obviously, to make it work. Yeah. Be on my level. I have a MacBook phone. Fuck that. Fuck all that noise. Braith has an Apple TV, so I guess I have that too. I don't have my account on that though, so. I tried playing I actually, I actually Exit own, the Gungeon. Uh, and it's I own like, Tim Cook. <laughs> he's, he's, I have a Tim Cook. I have a Tim One Tim Cook. Yeah. Um, and I tried playing Exit the Gungeon. And it's like the controls for that game. It's a twin stick, so you aim with the right stick and you move around with the left stick. But when you're playing on iPhone, the touch controls, it automatically fires your gun at the at the stuff that's around you. So all you have to do is dodge their bullets. You don't have to worry about aiming and firing your own gun, which is it's a totally literally a different game when you're playing on touch controls versus a controller. And I don't want to play on my controller on my like small ass fucking iPhone screen. And I'm bitter <laughs> about the fact that it's making you want to get like an iPad. Cause I don't need an iPad, dude. I don't need that shit. Fuck this. I'm not going to dongle like Sayonara wild hearts is not good enough for me to buy an iPad. Okay. <laughs> it's like, I know you want to play this game on Apple arcade, which is only $5 a month, but you have to buy an $800 console. I think that's like the irony, right? It's like, they're giving you indie games that like that's not why you're getting a console anyway and they want you to buy a $300 piece of gear to play indie games and like their excuse the thing that they try to justify that with is they give you some RPGs they give you Ocean Horn which if you I'd play try playing that shit and it's like a shitty knockoff Zelda yeah, that game is like so right, dude. It's like the blue. It's basically trying to be Breath of the Wild, like the blue tunic and everything. It's like except, even the first one was also like a Legend of Zelda knockoff, yeah, but not Breath of the Wild. Except, here's the fucking rub: you can't invert your controls. The, the they don't have controller invert. What the fuck is that? You turn the phone upside down. <laughs> no, because I was trying to play with my PS4 controller and I play inverted. Fun mm. fact. And it's like, what? this is dumb, dude. Like y'all didn't think this through. Who's going to buy a freaking iPad to play Jenny LeClue? Nobody. <laughs> I think people already have they, iPads. I think is the thing. Yeah. But I have to I feel have like, like an this old is a play. iPad, but I don't think I have like an old iPad, like a first gen. I cannot use Apple Arcade. It doesn't, it doesn't, even not, it doesn't work on iPad though. Right. It's like, I think it's just iPhone right now. No, it just came out on iPad like recently, September 30th, I think. Oh, so, so it just came out on iPad. Yeah, I know. I'm not sure about Apple TV. I think that's still in the works, that Mac OS. Um, I'm not going to lie, but man. But yeah, speak, speaking of oh, like weird like annoyances with the service, though, is like some of the games don't let you listen to music or podcasts while playing them, which <laughs> that's I like find such a niche concern. <laughs> 
No, it's not though. It's like I'm on a train. I want to play Grindstone, which is very much like, you know, a game you play like idly while you're like commuting or something. And you cannot listen to your own music. It cancels it out. And it's so fucking annoying. And it's like annoying enough where I'm like, I'm just never going to play this game. And it's like, I'm not alone. It's like on the Bombcast they were talking about. It. I was like, well, okay. And I, like, I tweeted about it and so people were like, yeah, this fucking sucks. Like, and it's like such a thing. Alto's like, adventure was like that. Yeah, it's like I like there are some games I get like Cyanar Wild Hearts, like, yeah, the music's like integral to that experience. You don't like that would be weird if you would listen to your own podcast while playing that. Like that doesn't make any sense. But like with stuff like Grindstone or like I think Cards of Darkness also does this. I'm not quite sure. But it's like I'm playing this while I'm dicking around listening to like a podcast or listening to like a like album or something. And it's like I'm usually on the train, on Muni, or like on a plane, like flying somewhere. And the fact that I can't listen to my own music, that fucking sucks. Like, why? And so many games have it, and it's like I don't, but it's like inconsistent. So it doesn't make it doesn't seem like an a thing Apple mandated. It just seems like a weird design thing with hmm. some games and not others. It's like very strange and very annoying. But apparently, the uh, grindstone people, um, I think it's Capybara, do that. Yeah. Uh, I've, I think they tweeted or they said something about they're they're, they're going to fix it, which is good because that means, okay, it's not just like five people being angry about it. It's Getting probably like a Twitter. lot more. <laughs> yeah. You you want to do like a lightning round of different games? I've yeah. played, the only one I've played, because I actually, my phone is, it's like kind of on the fritz. It's almost, oh. it, it, I could upgrade it, but I'm not like, um, I'm not going to go to, Apple Arcade, but I played Overland, which I know is on Apple Arcade. Um, which we could talk about. Kid, you reviewed Overland, and I feel like yeah. I I played it and had a lot of the same kind of reactions you did. Yeah. Uh, We're like pretty, I feel like on the same spectrum on that, where it's like not quite there. <laughs> I just feel like it's, Into the Breach yeah. like ate its lunch like really hard. Yeah. Like I understand sure. it's like trying 100%. to like tell the story of like survival, but like it's a depressing story that's like not it's not a fun world to be in and like it generates kind of fun the same story yeah. but it's like the same story like and every time odds yeah oh i ran out of and gas oh an alien destroyed me oh something caught on fire uh it's like not like some massive story engine that's like generating novel scenarios it's like every ending is going to go poorly and it's going to be basically the same thing and the reason that it happens and like it's the same sort of thing when like people describe to me like what's really compelling about playing Europe and Universalis 4, where they like build these like mind narratives that are really exciting. I just don't do that. Like I need a little more. So that I side feel like for I me do is that like with not... some games, but not this one. Like, I think this I could do it in like some games, but it's like every enough. time. It's like one yeah. note. There's like Yeah, and it's weird. It feels like at odds, right? It's like this it's trying to be this really dark like you know it's like you're always it's more of a survival game than like a tactics game it's like you're always you need fuel you need like supplies you always need some shit and i think that like structure works but in action it's just like kind of boring after like five hours uh because i played like god 25 hours uh, i played a lot of it that's a lot and of i didn't even man. beat it and i didn't even beat it like, that's the crazy thing. Like, I did not see all the biomes in that game. And I put that much time into it. And honestly, like, and like, I can see people getting really into it because like, oh, it's like so simple. Like, 
I do like how simple the UI is and how like what you see on the battlefield is kind of like what you get. You know, it's like you take two hits to die. Some enemies take one hit to take down. Some take more than one. And I like that aspect of it. But I just think the more you play it, the less interesting it is. You know, it just gets kind of boring and rote. And it's just not enjoyable to play for long stretches. And it's definitely not a fun binge game for review. That was, I think, kind of definitely. (laughs) It's like sad. Uh, Dude, I was like, well, I was just like frustrated because I would, I had a run that was like two hours long. Like I had gotten past two areas completely just with this one crew. And then I just died in like one move, just fucked everything up for my whole crew. And it was like, that was it. Two hours done. And I was like so pissed. Uh, and it like didn't feel like a rewarding, like, oh, I really felt like that was my bad. It was like, oh, no, I didn't see his alien in the corner that was like barely my field of view would attack this thing and start this like chain effect of like bombs going off and stuff. And it was just like, Ay. it's it's I don't know. I wish it was better. I still feel like I like it, weirdly enough, but it's not the best. I think it's a th- it reminds me of the thing that Josh was talking about earlier in the podcast about like the the second play. And I want to, because I've been following this game for like a long ass time. I think Finji's really cool. And I mean, the other people that run it seem really awesome. Um, and so I really want to like Overland, but my first impression of it after playing like an hour was like, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, guys. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe, you know. <laughs> maybe not this. Well, especially because just a small dovetail before you guys just take the rest of this. I was playing... Um, more Void Bastards recently, which I bounced off of initially, but then just went back to it because I was like, I have it. I'm playing games that I own now. That game's <laughs> fucking great. Like, once you, like, know what's going on in Void Bastards, like, as a thing, it's just, like, fun and silly. And I it's like super bounced off Void it's Bastards. It's so weird that you like that game to me. Yeah. I, 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 it I super bounced off it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm an enigma to you. I like Why it visually. Void Bastards? It's just, it's, it feels really good. The, like, the itemization is cool. Like, it's kind of, like, roguelike but not. Like, you don't reset your life. Basically, you have, like, one life, but you keep meta progression, so it's really easy to kind of keep moving forward. That's, like, every roguelike game now. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you played one of these games? Uh, Literally, I Rogue played Legacy. fairly often. That's, that play, was the yeah. hook of Rogue Legacy. Was that Dead you, Souls, every no. generation was a new thing. Yeah. That gained no, no, a new, no. No, it's, but it's, like, you're getting... You gain new stuff, but in this one, it's like you basically you have like essentially like a tableau of items, and you're like getting stuff that you can like craft new items for that change what you. That's can dead do. cells. No, yeah. it's like different than dead cells. Dead cells is like passives and shit. This is like you're getting. I guess dead cells does have. Well, dead cells has like some yeah, of the I persistent was like, weapons. You, like when you start, when every time you die and revive, it's like all the items you've gotten above you. <laughs> like I feel like it's doing that same thing. Yeah, I, I'm not saying also, it's how like far totally are unique. You? How far are you? And what? Void Bastards. Uh, I think probably a third of the way through it. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know, but there's <laughs> some stuff in that game where it the game will get really easy. <laughs> the the difficulty curve is like, it's like cliffs and valleys. Well, that's like, what I like about it is that you don't have to land on every planet. And like, it's got kind of that FTL style movement thing, but you can just like, move forward you don't have to stop on planets which i think is cool so you can kind of like you're basically choosing how difficult something is based on your needs and no, i'm talking about something i'm talking about something different oh. where 
eventually like you're gonna get fucked up by like you'll be going through all these ships looting all this stuff really easily because you have like a really op item combo and then you just get in a situation where they just like all of a sudden they put enemies in front of you that are like impossible to beat like they're literally just like they just are there to kill you and you can't do anything about it and like it's weird because you'll get really far into a run and then this like really unfair shit will happen I feel like when Sounds I die like in that Overland. game, I feel like when it, I die in that game, it's like I've invested all this time into it, and then it'll just put something in front of me that's just like, wait, where did this, where did this come from? Like I was just fighting guys like half of the difficulty level, like just now, but then you get like hit by pirates or some shit, you just get destroyed, and I don't know the art style, like the enemy types. There's like five enemy types. Yeah, I mean, admittedly, fighting. the new thing that brought me back in was the. The new DLC where I was like, oh, there's new shit now. <laughs> it's oh, not just the same. I didn't realize there was new DLC. Yeah. Oh. Um, I don't know. It just feels good. I kind of like got used to like the, the flow of it. I actually like the ships are like the same because they kind of like get this like flow state. You're like, oh, go in here and kind of do this thing and pop out. And if it gets too dangerous, you just fucking leave. I did play a lot so, of it. So yeah. I didn't think it was like that bad, but I, I didn't feel like it was a very good game when I was playing it. But it was like one of those that I did keep playing. I'm just surprised I'm coming back around to it. Yeah, because yeah, I definitely yeah. bounced off initially, and now I'm just like playing more of it. I'm like, this is roguelikes, baby. Roguelike is like <laughs> most likely to have the the loop that you enjoy. Um, yeah. I Anyways, played Apple Arcade. Let's shit. talk yeah. Sayonara. Sayonara Wild Hearts. Sayonara Wild Hearts. What are you What are you guys feeling about this game? I don't like it. <laughs> I, I feel like it we're just shitting on. I feel like I stuff. am alone in this. Fucking no, I don't really like it either. Dude, I feel so everyone loves this game and I just I feel like it looks cool and it, there's some cool visual moments. And like maybe honestly, I chalk this up maybe because I played it on my phone. That could be it. <laughs> maybe that's like the controls aren't that great on phone. It could be way better on Switch on a TV in general, you know. It's like it I do really like the like art direction of it, which I didn't like at first, but I feel like playing it it looks better in motion. And it does some cool, weird stuff that I didn't anticipate. But I just don't like how it plays. Like, it's just, there's no rhythm. Dude. It's like a rhythm game like without people rhythm. Who, it's like people want to make a rhythm game who had just zero fucking rhythm. No, no <laughs> rhythm. There's no rhythm. As a person who plays it's rhythm so, games, oh, this man. shit pisses me off, dude. Same. And I, Same. It, it's irrationally, it gets me irrationally upset where I'm like, same. You are the beat is right. I want to like clap, clap. This is the tempo, <laughs> right? Yeah, you're not yeah, doing right? what is you're trying. They need like J.K. Simmons yelling at you them, like about the whiplash. fucking tempo. Drag Stop dragging. Yeah, faster, faster. <laughs> yeah. Off beats. Yeah. One Anna, two Anna. But it's like the thing is that they want it to be a rhythm game. They want it to flow, and they a lot of the stuff is supposed to be cued by the music, but it's off the fucking beat. It's always off and it's so frustrating and it's like it's a it's a game where you're like move you're very limited movement and then there's some sections that are like kind of res like which I thought were really cool and I kind of wish the whole game was just res these res like <laughs> moments you know but it's only at the end of the game and I was like why wasn't the whole game just this res clone like this is the best part of this whole game 
And then there's like mo- then there's like quick time events where you're like tapping, but the tap is never with the rhythm. Dude, it's never with the fucking there's, rhythm. So there's, okay, it's like, so it'll start a uh, level on your like running, right? And then all you have to do is like get on like track one, two. It's like audio surf style thing where you just yeah. have to be on the right track. And the little things that you're supposed to, the little coins that are supposed to collect, they're supposed to be in rhythm with the song, but they're not. They're not really in rhythm. Sometimes they are, but most of the time it's just random. And then it'll switch to this other style where it's like, like Katie, like you were saying, quick time events where it's like an elite beat agents thing where it shows like a circle in the middle of the screen and an outer ring go- converging toward that middle circle. And when it hits the circle, you press the button. And which tells me it's going to be a rhythm game type thing where I press the button right. when the beat hits. But sometimes it wants me to hit like slightly after the beat hits or like on the end, you know, or on like the offbeat or something. And then the next one will be like on the beat. And then the next one will be like neither on the end or the beat. So it's like, wait, are you trying to be a rhythm game or not? Like, what the fuck is going on here? Because you don't know what the hell's going on. And the other thing, it's got that, like, it's very, like, it reminded me of the reception of, like, Scott Pilgrim, where it's, like, it's a love letter to video games, and it, like, evokes all of the things that you love about video games and stuff. But it's all, like, based on Japanese video games made by this, like, Western developer and stuff. And it doesn't have rhythm. So what does that tell you? Granted, (laughs) I think the first, like, five minutes of that game are really dope where it's like millennia ago the arcana were collected by an evil spirit and now you're a teenage girl indie game hero star that will get a lot of buzz on twitter because she fucking plays well with all the people at the conventions that want these exact traits out of a main character and she is now waking up in her bed and she has all the posters of churches and the bands that you like because we met you at fucking wait does she have a churches no but she would because all the songs in there sound like churches songs did you see that they did a song for fucking death stranding oh yeah yeah Yeah. dude everyone tells me i look like that lead singer and i hate that band lauren mayberry not good i I don't see everyone tells everyone tells me i think when i have straight bangs i i can see it i can see the similarity if you had because i don't because right now i have like yeah for the listeners, I don't have bangs anymore, so it's like my hair is all tied back. But like when I had straight bangs and like kind of like short bushy hair, like I definitely saw the resemblance. But people would just tell me all the time, like, "Oh, you look like the girl from Churches." I'm like, "Fuck, I fucking hate. I just hate their music. <laughs> Music's so bad, and I just cannot stand it." I like some churches. Ugh. I like some churches. No. Do you think your like beautiful Sayonara has to do with some like Guitar Hero era like? video audio sync like you gotta like strum in motion i just want my rhythm game if you're making a music rhythm game it should have basic rhythm like i feel if like you're my... gonna tribute japanese fucking rhythm game mechanics do it right yeah and like yeah it's like i feel like it's kind of trying to go for like an elite beat agents thing or audio surf even like rhythm yeah yeah or even like rhythm having to like a weird extent it's like it's trying to do like these like snappy like movement very minimal interaction but it's like a music video it's kind of like there's these self-contained levels that go in cool directions or whatever and i also don't like the music in this game that's like another thing that i think i might be alone in music it's just it's like churches there's a few like solid songs like there's there's a good claire de lune 
uh, remix oh, yeah. that I really like. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah, Good it's like a cool remix. It's like yeah, and there's like a few like electronic tracks that are pretty cool. But every time vocals come in, I'm like Ugh, cringing a little bit. <laughs> I like, like the art yeah. direction, and I think there's some things that I was like, oh hey, it's like in a Japanese video game. That's fun. Like when they do the the title screen, it's like Sayonara Wild Hearts. Like how yeah. when whenever you fucking play Resident Evil or Devil May Cry and there's like yeah. Devil Resident May Cry. Evil. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. Resident Evil. Yeah, but it's just yeah. so like, hey, I know that reference from Japanese video games. Also, Queen Latifah does the voice acting, which I think is pretty cool. Oh, that's, that's Queen cool. Latifah. Oh, that's cool. You did you did you not finish it? No, hell no. Not yet. Uh, yeah, it's like the last credit is they say it's Queen Latifah. And I was like, oh, that's and cool. And introducing weird. Queen Latifah. Yeah, it's it, cool. But then um, there's, there's a lot of just obnoxious shit in it that I'm sorry. Like, I don't yeah. want, I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade. It's just an aesthetic that's like, it's very just like game Twittery to me. And it just, it just bugs me. Yeah. It feels very game Twittery. The, I don't like. It's weird. I like the art direction, but I like it in like certain moments. Yeah, same. But it's also like like at a glance, it's like it just looks like any other indie purple, low poly game. Purple indie game. With bright colors. I don't know. There's like a weird there's definitely like a vibe to it. The art but direction is like the coolest thing about it, I think. And then like some yeah. of the I think it's cool how it switches up the gameplay style so much and it's like yeah. oh i'm getting something new in this level and the pacing is really nice the flow is good in that sense but then just like the f- the act of playing it is bad yeah that's kind of how i fall on it <laughs> like, like there's some cool moments in it but like i everyone's like eating it up and i just feel like i'm i just don't get it i'm like wow they must have played it on a better thing <laughs> they must no, have not played this no. on their phones probably <laughs> Uh, yeah, get one of those little controller yeah. phone clips that like connects the phone to i looked at those on amazon and all of them have bad reviews because like nobody's made a good one because it's not a thing that anybody I actually wants the to exact do same issue when you yeah. think about it i wanted to bring up a, a fun game that i've been enjoying quite a bit on apple arcade called oh. what the golf oh have i played a lot of what, what, the, what golf. the golf oh man it's the best the one i've really played good. so far it's that's like what I wanted out of Goose Game. Expected. I feel like what the golf is delivering, what I hoped Goose Game would do. What the golf like goes places. It goes like, there. I was, ex- I was expected to just be like silly golf things. Like from when I demoed it ages ago, it was just those first few levels pretty much. Uh, but like there's like a whole overworld you explore and then you like start getting these weird areas where there's like weird mechanics. There's like a Flappy Bird like level and there's like you go to space and it's like a cool like trajectory type golf and they're like and the crazy thing is every level has like three iterations so like if you go back to a level like you can play it again and it's like a new you have like a new goal or maybe it's like a little bit different mechanically and it's it's just like so robust it's like a way bigger game than i thought it was going to be like i was like just expecting this super linear like one hour thing and i'm like wow there's like a lot to fucking do here yeah and it's all fun and it's all cool and it's all making me laugh. Like it's all like really silly in like a really fun way. And yeah, that game's like really surprising me in a good way. Uh because yeah, it's it's just way bigger than I anticipated. And I think it worked in that game, I think works really well on phone. It just plays well. I enjoy playing it. 
don't know. Yeah. That's a great objective gameplay review, Katie. <laughs> it's yeah. like a playground it of well. just it plays it's well. just a I playground of different play. ideas <laughs> and they're just constantly throwing new stuff at you so for people who haven't yeah. played it it's like you know it starts out it feels like a golf game where you pull your you pull back uh on the iphone with your finger and then it you know you let go and then the golf ball flies but then randomly like you'll let go and then your character flies instead of the golf ball or you'll you'll do it and then like the arrow will fly instead of the golf ball or the like physics will change up or uh, you can hit the ball as many times as you want in quick succession. And it's like, you're playing soccer or you you have to like get it past random dudes or like you'll be kicking around a couch instead of a ball or it'll, your ball will act like Spider-Man. So you have to like cling to different parts of the level. There's just so many different things that you're doing where it feels like it's almost like a warrior where, or something, right? Yeah. Where it's just like it's a bunch of Warrior different Warrior. ideas. And so I think if you're like a fan of WarioWare, where it's just a bunch of different ideas being thrown at you in these like small gameplay snippets, this is cool. But I like how it ties them together with this like golf theme because it it sets up an expectation that it's just subverting every single time. It's not just like, hey, isn't this random? It's like, here's a theme of golf and here's us riffing on it for just a very long time. And that's and that's pretty cool. And I'm surprised I haven't gotten bored of the joke yet because I feel like it's changing up so drastically. Yeah. Like there's like legit like a platforming thing where you're basically like Mario, but a golf ball. And it's just so silly and dumb. And it's just really good. It's just like a really like pleasant game. And I'm kind of bummed I didn't buy it because it's just like Apple Arcade. I'm like, I kind of want to just like, you know, buy it somewhere. It's like, is it going to be gone? Money next week yeah Who i think knows? it's on i think it actually just came out on steam so it's like oh. technically other places now because i got a press release saying it was out elsewhere this week it was just like apple arcade first but yeah it's really cool that's like that and grindstone have been my two game most played games for sure on the platform josh what are your most two played games on apple arcade um what the golf uh Played this game called Possessions. It's like okay. Oh, the Us yeah, yeah, that was fine. Yeah. It's like the heavy-handed Us Two game, right? No. no, uh the new Us Two game is Assemble with Care, which I have played a bit of. Is that a, also- Is that the first like high-end Fitzpackerton? Huh? Possessions or Assemble no. with Care? Assemble with Care. Oh, I haven't. I have it on my phone, but I haven't played it yet. But it seems cool. All right. It's like it's like a cool it's kind of like on visual novel e or not visual novel e but it's like text adventure and then you're like kind of like in vignettes you have like an object that you're like spinning around and then you're like fixing things and you have like a screwdriver you unscrew things and you have like a little play field and it's like very straightforward but I did get stuck on one so I haven't played it again <laughs> fuck this because I got stuck on a repair uh, this is like a but, I, I know, wonder. I really like the art style of that game, like, and the writing's fine. I'm not like super obsessed with it or anything, but it's just like a cute little game. I don't know. Nice. Do you guys direction. think that um, non people like us are playing Apple Arcade stuff? I that's what I'm curious about. Like, is this getting people that aren't into games into games? Probably not. But there could be like the Apple enthusiasts that like subscribe to Apple News and apple music and maybe they see like 
yeah, I'll also five dollars a month to play a game, and maybe they just play uh, uh, mini motorways. I just like scrolled through my phone. I was like, what's the first thing pop up? Maybe that's all they play. <laughs> maybe and like, like, I'm happy with that. I mean, it's like try it free for a month. It's one of the first things you're shown when you get the new iOS. So this is in front of like a lot of people, and I imagine oh, a lot of them would be fine. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, let's try it a month. And it's, it's free, free games. And it's free for the yeah, first yeah month try too, it out. So, yeah. A lot. There's a lot of like people who are already engaging with games on their phone and if they see like apple arcade they see like something that stands out to them even if they're like a just a person who plays crossy road or whatever there's stuff on there for them so yeah i could see them engaging with it it's hard you know it's hard to know because like i'm not super cute in with the mobile scene but i could see it happening yeah yeah i could see it like definitely like you know, I could see it appealing I, people. Like I was just thinking about how this it. is just like the ultimate flex on Apple's part where they're just like every game that you've been thinking about releasing for the past like six years, indie games that had like the only thing that would make this more along those lines is Manifold if Manifold Garden. Garden came out in this. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. They said it was coming. And I was like, that's going to be launch day, but it's not yeah. launch. And I'm really oh, sad it's going to be on it, Apple Arcade. But... Yeah, that was in the thing, dude. Dude, okay, so this is the ultimate. But it's every not, it's not, this is the ultimate out. Apple flex where they just like we They're literally bought out the last like six years worth of indie games for our to like promote this experiment no for us, like this fucking little side project we have. You know, it's fucking amazing. I didn't even know. <laughs> you didn't know? Yeah, that's. I mean, like, listen, Ginny like, LeClue is out. All bets are off. Also, that was a fucking meme. I, I have a I have a sad thing to say. Uh-oh. I don't think no. Jenny Lecluse that good. Mm. Oh yeah, which is sad because it looks beautiful. Well, Rocky for Shotgun had that review where they're like, the game is great, but they didn't finish it. Like it literally, like it just ends and says to be continued. And they're like, oh no. Yeah, they're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> they're like, they're like the whole the, the review was like. I mean, I haven't played it because I'm playing games I already own again. Uh, but they're like, the story's really great. It's great to play. Like it, but like it builds up the story that really hinges on how it executes it. Like the final thing. And then it just ends and says to be continued. And they're like, what? They're like nothing about any of the marketing, nothing about any of the release said that it was like, not going to be a finished game. And they just put it out and like, they're like, what the fuck? I can't ask somebody. <laughs> I feel like Jenny LeClue would be a game that nobody would care about if it wasn't an indie game. It's got the App Store aesthetic, though. Which no, no, no. I'm saying like from the- like a buzz perspective. I feel like Jenny LeClue had all this buzz because it was like an indie studio doing it. But it looks kind of just like a click... No. Click it, click f- point and click. Like the whole thing was, it's like it's all hand drawn, right? Like I, I feel like it does look amazing, like vi- like how the characters move, mm, like really. I guess. Do I, I think know, it looks like great? A, it never looked that interesting to, to me. I haven't, I was, but like, I haven't like, seen anything about. about I haven't I, seen I like anything about Genio Clue in like four years. Like I, I got excited yeah. about it, like yeah, like a long ass time ago, and there's just been zero. I thought it was already out, and it was just like, oh. No, I've seen it at like trade shows and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's. But I've been to like GDC the past two years. I went to PAX and I've seen nothing about Ginny LeClue anywhere. Last GDC maybe, but maybe I'm wrong. It's like I don't know. It's definitely like a weird thing, and I I feel bad that I don't. 
I'm not hooked on it as much as I wanted to be, you know? I think because I was anticipating it for so long. And, like, I didn't back the Kickstarter or anything. It's definitely, like, one of those games I kind of just, like, learned about when I entered the industry. I was like, oh, this seems cool. I played it, like, once at a demo and thought it looked cute. And I like point-and-click adventures. So it's a shame to hear that's, like, unfinished. Yeah, also, I was, like, I was surprised to read the review because I was like, wait, what? It's shocking. I don't know. I feel like that's like that's a game I'm also probably waiting for Apple Arcade to be on Mac OS for, so I can play it on yeah. the computer. Same with Muta- Mutazoin. Is that the name? No. Of it? That's oh like my god. Name? So this fucking game. So one of the guys. Oh. Listen, one of the guys who makes it is on the Spelunky podcast, which I highly recommend. Um, mm. And that game is that podcast is just like all high clout game developers because all of them had a game on Apple Arcade. One of them, Doug Wilson, who runs like Dagood Fabric or whatever you call it is on the podcast and one of the dudes that hosted the show while he was out because the game released said the name of the game and he said Muta Zoine as the name what? of the yeah <laughs> Muta Zoine no no you're you're you're, Wait, you're mute, trying to okay. compare it's like Muta Zoine or some some like fucking Muta crazy Muta Zoine <laughs> is some cra- I have to listen to it again but he said it and I was oh like excuse Lord. me Wait, what did uh, you call it, Katie? What? I thought it was this like Mutazoin? Mutazoin. Or Mutazoin. Yeah. No, it's Mutazoine or like some weird. Yeah. I don't fucking I'm not going to play this game anymore. <laughs> Is it like an Italian? Like, mutazione. No, mutazione <laughs> me. Well, the guy that was speaking was also English. He might have been butchering it. But like, I think Dagu Fabric is from Australia. So maybe it's something with that. So. Oh, that game looks cool. That game it seems looks like a Night in the Woods yeah. type game that I'm into those type of adventure games, you know, weird aesthetic, like weird vibe. The game looks like a sleeper, game, apparently. sleeper hit. Yeah, I, I'm definitely like once Apple Arcade's on Mac, I'm going to definitely play that because I, it's on my to play list. Um, also, Over the Alps is another one that I started on iPhone and I kind of just want to play on a computer or something. It's a... That's a 80 days like adventure game. Mm. It has like a really cool. No. No. Uh, It has like a train on the thing, but it's not a train game. uh, Unlike many motorways, which is like a highway game. But Over the Alps is an adventure game where you're like a spy in, I want to say like 1940s, 30s, maybe six. I don't know what time period because it's been a while since I played it, because I played it, like, day one. Uh, but, you, yeah, you have, like, uh, cho- dialogue choices, and then those, like, impact, like, who you talk to later on, like, 80 days. It's, like, a very 80 days, like, adventure game, but it has, like, this cool espionage, like, theme to it. And I, I love the art direction. It kind of, like, reminds me of, like, a Wes Anderson movie, almost. Huh. It's, like, you know, very, like, souv- like souvenir. At, I don't know how... Souvenir is the wrong word. But you know, like kind of like vintage, picturesque, like dagger attire, art style. (laughs) 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 You know, like clean, clean fonts. You know, like they're like all about. It's just like a nicely designed game, and I want to play it not on my phone. Yeah. So I think that's gonna be another one I'm waiting for to be on a bigger screen. Like I think it's a lot of games. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna with not playing this on my phone. Whereas like. Grindstone is very much a phone game and it's great. That's like my f- favorite game on the platform for so far that I played. Um, we should do like a Skate City is also pretty good podcast series where we do 10 minutes 
on every Apple Arcade game. Oh my god. Yeah? That, Listeners, no. let us know. <laughs> that would be so Dude, long. Well, right be, now there's like over 50. I feel like Apple Arcade's like already over, No. Yeah, I, I, no, they're I, totally going to do more games. They're going to no, do more but games, like, but I cares about don't... It I, this is... I think this is going to be the height of it, this launch. I don't see it lasting super long. Let us know, listeners. But I hope it does, because I think it's cool that Apple is funding indie devs and, you know. I think they're going to just do new batches, like, once or twice a year. They're going to be like, here's 10 new games. Here's the games that are leaving. Or maybe they migrate. they don't take games off. I think they'd probably, like, migrate the games to, like, paid or something. Like, yeah, I can see them doing that. But if you've already downloaded it, you're all good. Yeah, something like that. It's like download the game to make sure you got it. Like PlayStation style. Yeah. Okay. I can see it being a thing. Yeah. Um, You guys want to wrap up? We've been going for a long ass time. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm like looking. I'm like scrolling through. I'm like, I don't see any else. Bleak Sword's cool. Oh, it's shit. A, yeah. I got to play all these cool games. Cool Souls-like thing. We Definitely could talk about more in the one. coming weeks. Yeah. You We're going to keep playing. Yeah, not- Josh, give me time. I have to talk about all 30 games I did. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 50. <laughs> I only download like 30 something of them. Yeah. That's it. Anyway, I, once I upgrade to my iPad and I get the gigabytes for it, I'll have all 50. We're going to end the podcast, but I want to shout out someone who sent us an email. There was a Kickstarter that we missed, um, but it's out and funded, so that's good. Uh, on the speedrunner Narcissa Wright. It's like dedicated oh. to their whole career. Uh, Narcissa was the person who like, I feel like made speedrunning famous for their runs of Zelda. Yeah. Um, Ocarina of Time one was like one of the first one I ever saw. And this whole pot, there's a whole fucking Kickstarter documentary that's coming out called Break the Game. It looks like they more than succeeded their funding goal. I've been watching so, a lot of speedruns. That's like, well, you should have backed the Kickstarter, the Josh. that I do. Right. With my like instead of yeah, watching TV, like I watch t- speedruns. Yeah. Yeah, like when Brace and I go to bed, sometimes we'll put up like old games and quick. I would runs love with, like, to background get into speedrunning. <laughs> yeah, speedrunning seems so cool, but I don't think I'm good enough. Speedrunning dude <laughs> just plainly like speed I don't think I'm good sucks. enough my games do it. It's like anti fun. It just ruined games for you, so don't What? Don't do it. Have you Kyle? I do this and I Josh, Fun killer, Josh listen, I went down this path a few years ago where I was like, I'm gonna get into speedrunning and I tried to start doing it. And it's just like you, you, there's a reason that everyone who does this is like 15 years old. That's not even true, man. Dude. Watch Saint you. Million. Watch Saint Million speedruns. All right. He'll bring you Send around. Me a link. Watch his me a link. um Star Wars. There's some Star Wars game that he speedruns. It's like the funniest thing I've ever seen. Not actually, but it's pretty funny, especially for a speed run. Anyway, we should get. Anyways, we're bad in podcast, y'all. Yeah, we are bad in podcast. Yeah. Reach us, reach out to us on email. We got a Gmail. It's a uh, badendpod at gmail.com. Tweet at us at badendpodcast. You can find our Patreon, donate and join our Discord and become a part of our Game of the Month Club by finding our Patreon. Oh, we need. To- <laughs> At badend.com slash sorry, patreon.com slash badend. And um yeah, rate us and review us on iTunes. Actually, yeah. Moment of silence to go and uh review us on iTunes. I'm gonna open it up right now while you're talking. I'm opening it up right now.
I'm gonna go to my app store. Oh, just clicked it. Oh, write a review. Wait, do you, do you do it in the app store? Where do you do it? Uh, at? Yeah, you can do it in the podcasts uh, thingy. Oh, just left my oh, review. podcast app. Five stars. All right, open up. Mm. Open up the podcast app. Go to search. Type in bad end. Doing it right now. That's how long it takes. You can follow along. All right. Cool. Left my review. Uh, Hope you did wait, the how same. Do you re- I actually don't know how to review it. I'm looking right Type now. Type in uh, your review. And, um, but I can't. Anyway, once you leave your review, uh, well, this is my thank you to you. You've, you've gotten to this point. Thank you for reviewing us. You did it. Um, and <laughs> keep listening. It. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Later. See you guys and girls. 